It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Wednesday episode of Locked on Raptors, it is one of my favorite episodes of the year where we conclude the 2021-22 Locked on Raptors over under spectacular with Vivek Jacob and Sahal Abdi. If you're not familiar, at the start of the season, we picked 18 different over unders and props about the Raptors season. And today we declare a triumphant winner. Will it be Vivek? Will it be Sahal? It's almost certainly not going to be me because I can't win this damn thing. That's all coming up on today very special episode of Locked On Raptors. Thanks for being here. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1183 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, May the 25th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors, and you can follow, subscribe to, rate, review the podcast on all your favorite podcast apps of choice. You can also find us on YouTube, where we just recently moved past 2,000 subs on the YouTube channel. So thank you to all who have subscribed, and uh, thanks in advance to those who help us push towards 3,000. Huh? Season's like, what, four months away? Let's try to get there by then. I think that's pretty reasonable. It's a free show. You don't have to do that much to support it. We don't ask that much of you, so please go <laughs> ahead and support it on YouTube. All right, on today's show, which is, of course, your first listen of the day, and thank you for making it that, we are digging into the final grand conclusion of the 2021-22 Locked On Raptors Over Under Spectacular, the fifth annual edition of this contest that drives me absolutely insane and uh bringing in our guests our astute guests who are here for every single version of the over under spectacular uh let's begin with vivek jacob from raptors.com big v how are you my friend i'm doing great this is obviously one of the fav one of my favorite you know segments that we do and looking forward to seeing how it played out I am as well. I have to. I should have introduced you as a something time champion. Have you won this thing twice, three times? I've lost track because I haven't won yet. So three if times. I can't win, no one can. You've won this three times. <sighs> God. All right. Uh, so Hall Abdi, <laughs> one time champion in that case, uh, to my zero through four versions of this uh, stupid contest that I'm going to retire after this year. Uh, so Hall, how are you, pal? <laughs> I'm good. Uh... Like Vivek said, I'm down 3-1 in the series, but like Luca said, after the game, uh, the fourth game in Dallas, uh, I think I, we can still win this, or I think I can still win this, because Luca's actually with other people. I think I can still win this. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> is Luca so, really with other people? <laughs> the Dorian Finney-Smith slander has begun already. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, so just to give you a little refresher on how this all works. At the start of the season, I compiled a list of 18 different props and over-unders regarding the upcoming Raptors season individual player stuff, player versus player stuff, team, you know, accomplishments and whatnot. And uh, we're going to run through all of those questions today and see who comes out with the most points. You get one point if you get it right on the over or under or the prop bet uh, for each of the 18. So 18 possible points. Plus, I think there was a bonus point available if we got the record dead on, which none of us did. So that's fine. That's not going to come into play. Uh, we did a halfway check-in on the over-unders as well back around, well, the halfway point of the season. <laughs> and at that point, Sahal was in the lead with 10 points to Vivek's 9 and my 8. Uh, we didn't have all of the sort of data in at that point. There were some still yet to be determined. All-stars, final offensive and defensive rankings, etc., etc. Uh, but that's a pretty good gauge of where we were midway through the season. It was very close, and uh, I will spoil it. It's going to be close as well this time around. So uh, with that, let's just dive in, shall we? We're not going to linger too long on all these questions, but we will weave in topical conversation uh, regarding Pascal Siakam making All-NBA. Congrats to him. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll talk a little about Scotty Barnes as well, and then, you know, the, the defense, the offense, etc. We'll hit on some big topics as we run through these 18 different over-unders and props. Are you guys is ready to uh, probably uh, lose to stupid Vivek again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ready do it. Ever. Ready as ever. All right. I will say, I know who wins. I've done the calculations because I'm a good pr preparer for the podcast. Uh, you're in for a treat. All right, let's get rolling. The first one here on the list of over-unders and props. I set the over-under for OG Ananobi points per game at 20.5. It looked for a time at the start of the year like he might flirt with that, but he finishes well short of that at 17.1. I took the over. Vivek took the over. Sahal took the under, so Sahal gets himself a point he is now in the lead good for you sir we move now to the next one which we're going to spend a little time talking about because it involves pascal siakam who uh the over under for points plus rebounds plus assists per game was set by me at 33 and a half and even as an absolute pascal uh optimist and believer i very much undersold this one he finished with 36.6 Combines point combined points, rebounds, and assists per game. We all took the over on that, so we all get the point, which means we're all happy and uh, go lucky as we go into discussing Pascal Siakam making all NBA third team. He's alongside LeBron James as the third team forwards. He beats out Jimmy Butler, who was still quite a ways behind Pascal for that third spot. Uh, let's go to you, Big V, first. What was your reaction when Pascal came down? Were you expecting it to happen, or was it a bit of a pleasant surprise? I was expecting it to happen just because now there's that site that has the NBA awards tracker. And it's maniac stuff, they, by the way. Whoever yeah, runs that site, good good work for you, but you're a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, I went on there periodically just to see where things were at. And so it looked like Pascal was in pretty good shape to make it. Um, so I, I wasn't surprised at all. And it's absolutely deserving. He was incredible. Uh, you know, what was it? The first few weeks off the uh, coming off the surgery that he needed to sort of get acclimated and get his defense right and mm -hmm. um, just find his rhythm. And then after that, he was just rolling. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, this is a, a nice way to make up on missing out on All-Star. And mm -hmm. 
Uh, you look at the way, you know, he kept building over the course of the regular season. And then, uh, you know, I think he'll take some valuable lessons from the playoffs too to bounce back from game three, the second half of game three to what he did in games four, five, and six. I mean, game six just came down to teammates not being able to hit shots. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to ride that momentum into uh, his first full offseason since the championship season uh, wow. and come back. <laughs> no, I like I would not put, uh, you know, this as sort of Pascal ceiling. I think I think he's got another level to even get to. And I think he's going to come back next season even better. So, Hall, where are you at with Pascal, his all NBA? Were you expecting it? And uh, what's your overall response and sort of big takeaway from him pulling out third team all NBA? Yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with Big V here for sure. I think um, Pascal, when you look at the season he had, honestly, I, I look back at it as a whole, and I'm I don't know if I'm supposed to be shocked, but I think I'm just <laughs> shocked at the consistency of, like Vivek said, how he was building throughout the year. Uh, ironically enough, despite this being two years after he was named to the All NBA Second Team, I think this was his best year. I think this oh, yeah. was his overall best year. Um, like I said, consistency was absolutely incredible. 22.8, 8.5 rebounds, 5.3 assists, shot so well from the field. Respectable, maybe not a fantastic 34% from three, but a respectable number for Pascal Siakam. Um, just contributed all around defensively. Like, I mean, would you guys be shocked if he was named to an all-defensive team? I personally wouldn't. Maybe it was a little bit of a, a stretch. That's This is why I kind of vouch an all-NBA third team defensive, but I mean, it is what it is um, <laughs> because Fred didn't make it either. But um, yeah, just an overall incredible year. He was the 1A for Toronto all season long, and uh, he was a superstar. Um, and, and I tweeted yesterday that he may never be the 1A for a championship team, but I don't think you need him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there there is some a little bit of juice he has left, like Vivek said as well. I don't think the ceiling ends here for Pascal. I think he needs to keep growing. He's a damn good player, man, and you, you, I think your defensive point is well taken as well. I actually thought, as much as Fred Van Vliet seemed like the guy most likely to make all defense from the Raptors, and I think he was the first guy off the, the second team when it came to guard voting, and which was totally deserved, I, I really thought Pascal was the best defender in the Raptors start to finish this season. Like, the way he anchored the defense, the way he's so just like drilled in the principles of what Nick Nurse is looking for, the way he's covering up for guys in the back line. I mean, we've seen the crazy highlight clutch time block shadow Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, just a, a lot of really excellent performances on both ends of the floor for Pascal this year. And I think for me, my d- big takeaway is that, like, this was just such a satisfying season to watch. And his career arc has been so incredibly enriching as a fan right like this is why we watch sports to watch guys kind of you know get knocked down for sports reasons and then come back for sports reasons and and like obviously there was a lot of other stuff going into that too injury some horrible you know treatment of pascal after his low points in the bubble and for him to and i'm not like saying that like uh this is what's going on with nazim kadri right now in the nhl like uh, you know overcoming racism is not like uh, overcoming adversity it's uh, much worse and shittier than that but I am very happy that Pascal has been able to kind of emerge from the nadir of his career and reach these heights. And like you said, Big V, like I think there's still more to come, which is crazy because he's six years into his career 
And he's already had, like, a career and a half worth of stuff happen to him, right? He's had the ups and downs. He's had most improved. He's won a G League title. He's a two-time All-NBA guy. He's a one-time All-Star starter. You start racking this stuff up, like... He's an NBA champion. He's yeah. a literally, he literally hit the game-winning bucket of the NBA Finals. He's done it all. Like, yeah. He's done it all, and it's been just six seasons, and I am uh, really thrilled to see what comes next from Pascal. Really, really deserved. And uh, shout out to him for getting us all a point in the over-unders as we bring it back to that. A couple quick ones here before we get to a break. Fred Van Vliet, points per game, was set at 21.5. This one, uh, this was from Bet Online as well. They set the line pretty well. It seemed like for a second he was going to go over that as well, but as the season went along, the health decayed, of course, and he ends up at 20.3. Meaning that both Vivek and I, who took the under, get a point here. Sahal, you had the over, and through three questions, we are all tied up at two points apiece. We're going to move forward on that uh, very, very spicy and suspenseful note, and we're going to then uh, dig into the remainder of the first half of our over-under questions and dig into some of the team-specific over-unders and props as well. Before we do that, however, I do want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar who are making the best-tasting protein bars money can buy, and you got to check out their Brownie Batter Puffs, their brand-new marshmallow puff flavor. It is so good. I got a package sent to me, and I'm not normally a marshmallow guy. It's not usually my thing, but the the power the the, ah, the protein brownie batter puffs. I keep wanting to say power puffs for some reason. Uh, either way, they're fantastic. You got to check them out. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and just seven grams of sugar in the brownie batter puffs. It's an insane amount of sugar for something as sweet and delicious as the brownie batter puff is. I'm just gonna keep on saying brownie batter puff because a I'm gonna show off my alliteration skills and b I'm gonna make it so you it's just embedded into your brain you got to get yourself some brownie batter puffs baby all built puffs are covered in 100 real chocolate that means with built you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it it's just like having a candy bar except you're not putting all the crap in your body and you have protein to power you through a workout you know a nice meal replacement anything that you want it to be your brownie batter puff can be that for you it's basically just like licking the bowl when you uh, put together a, 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 a batch of brownies. What's better than that in the whole world? I would argue there are not many things more satisfying than that. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
All right, we continue on with the fifth annual uh, Locked On Raptors Over Under Spectacular finale, grand final, whatever we're calling it. I don't know, we're using the British terminology for it. Who's to say? Uh, but let's uh, dig into it now with the next on the list of our over unders. Higher three point percentage, Chris Boucher or Gary Trent Jr. They were about equal last year. Not the case this season. Gary Trent Jr., 38.3 to the 29.7 for Chris Boucher. We all said Gary Trent. We all get the over on that. Sorry, we all get the point on that one. And we'll move on to the next. The next one is interesting. Who played? Who plays the fourth most minutes per game on the Toronto Raptors? Uh, I said Scotty Barnes. Vivek said Scotty Barnes. Gary Trent, or Sahal said Gary Trent Jr. The winner. Scotty Barnes, baby, uh, led the team in total minutes, but because of uh, her games. By the way, uh, Pascal Siakam led the entire NBA in minutes per game. That should be noted as well. Pretty impressive yeah. stuff. Barnes, however, uh, led the team in total minutes and was fourth in minutes per game. So uh, both Vivek and Sahal, uh, sorry, both Sean and Vivek get points here. Sahal is skunked and is now trailing both of us four points, four points, three points. Uh the next one here, I'm just rapid firing until we get to a good one to dig into. We can dig into this one. Scotty Barnes, total rookie of the year voting points. This one took a big turn, I think. Going into the season, I, I think a lot of people were maybe not super, uh, you know, I don't think there was a ton of like expectation for Scotty Barnes to go and win rookie of the year or be one of the best rookies in the NBA because he was sort of deemed more of a project and a bit of a surprise pick. Uh, he ends up with uh, 363 total rookie of the year votes out of 500. And uh, we set the over-under at 100. So uh, well over. Both Vivek and I said under. Sahal said over. So Sahal, I will turn it to you as it is now tied all up at fours through five over-unders. Uh, thoughts on Scotty Barnes? Just completely blowing all the water, all the expectations of the water when it came to his rookie season. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Toronto Raptors surprised me this season. Um, you could just go all the way down the list. Um Pascal, Fred, all these guys. Scotty was a complete and utter revelation for mm -hmm. Toronto. Um, I do not believe, I personally didn't expect him to be this good this fast. Pascal was out to start the year, and he was on a tear. He looked like he belonged immediately. Um, with any rookie, you expect some sort of rookie curve. It doesn't matter what professional league you're a part of. NBA, NFL, NHL does not matter. You expect it to be some sort of learning curve, and it just mm -hmm. wasn't there for Scotty. He just belonged. He looked like he's a guy that's been playing basketball for 35 years, and, and he, uh, <laughs> you know, and the way he played. But he was really a, a young, I believe, he's 19 when the season started. So, um, yeah, Scotty. I don't have enough good adjectives to say about him. He had a fantastic season. He had marquee games, the Lakers games, uh, both of them actually. Um, I believe he scored 31 in one of them, and then a crazy triple double, and I think another. So. Um, marquee games, you know, played in the playoffs, had some time out due to injury, but came back, uh, found his way. Uh, this is a guy that I look at, you know, long-term outlook. I'm not shy to say I see uh, not only a future Hall of Famer if this you know, projection keeps up, but I think, I think you're, you're, you know, I didn't say Pascal was that 1A for a championship team. I think Scotty can eventually get there, especially because I think he landed with the best player development staff in the league, so uh, mm -hmm. in Toronto, so um, I see you know greatness for Scotty. I really think his his ceiling is immeasurable. I mean, that's the vision, right? I think I've talked about it. I think it's become pretty clear with the way the team was kind of oriented down the stretch. 
Siakam and Barnes as the two kind of dueling heads of the snake with everyone else kind of in their orbit, I think is kind of the way to go here. And that's going to open up, you know, the best of Fred Van Vliet off the ball. It's going to open up the best of OG Ananobi, the opportunistic off-ball scorer. You know, Gary Trent Jr. is going to get a lot of looks out of that. I really think we're about to see, you know, we've seen it in terms of team building models kind of become a thing with the Clippers and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. We've seen it with the Celtics, with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Like building your team around a couple of six nine dudes who can handle the ball and score uh, seems to be kind of an all right way to go about things. And when you got a point guard like Fred Van Vliet to kind of work off of those guys, I mean, it seems like a pretty special combo to me. So I'm with you. I, I think there's a very real chance that we're looking at Scotty Barnes as the best player on the Raptors, uh, which you know, not maybe next year, but like the year after that is totally on the table. And if that's the case, and Pascal Siakam is your second best player, you are doing all right. Uh, we got another Scott. Scotty wanted to get to in just a second. Let's skip through a couple quick ones, though. Uh, the number se- the seventh over-under for us here. More total minutes played between Precious Achua or Kem Birch. You guys both said Kem. I said Precious. Precious wins that one by about 300 minutes. And so I am now in the lead, baby. Five points to your four. The next one. More total minutes played between Sfima Hailuk or Yuta Watanabe. Uh, pretty surprised, actually. It was, in fact, Svima Hailuk. Uh, not exactly a, a killer category in this one. Both guys relegated to deep bench duty by season's end, but Svi just edges out Utah, and so we all get the point for that one as well. It's 6-5-5. The next one, Scotty Barnes, five assist games. This one might have been a little overzealous. I'll, I'll, I'll admit to that. I set the over-under at 30.5. You know, he came in branded as a point guard. What are you supposed to do but get excited about that? Both Vivek and I took the over. Sahal took the under. He ended up with 21 five-assist games, which is uh, really not bad at all. Uh, It moves uh, Sahal back into a tie with me for the lead with Vivek at five. Uh, But Vivek, let's go to you on this one. Next season, if I set the over-under for Scotty Barnes' five-assist games at the exact same, 30.5, are you taking the over? Yeah, I probably am. Uh, I'd like to think that part of easing the load on Fred Van Vliet will be putting the ball more in Scotty Barnes's hands and having mm-hmm. him take control of the offense. And so I think that's going to lead to more uh, of those opportunities. I think that he also came close uh, a bunch of nights. I, I think if you look at uh, the number of times he had at least four assist games, then that 39 was- to be exact 39. 39- yeah, so pretty much double. So I, I think you're going to see those games tick over uh, and get up there. So, yeah, I probably would take the over. I think, you know, as the season came along and Nick Nurse challenged him all season and said, hey, more uh, post-ups, more threes, more everything, right? Yeah. And I think he's started to take that in, like really understand what it is to be aggressive and take charge. Uh, and identify your opportunities, identify mismatches, and he's going to just continue to build on that. So, yeah, I would definitely take the over next season. Yeah, I think I would as well. I think there's a world in which, like, on the lineup card, it's just Scotty Barnes is the point guard most of the time when they do the starting yeah. lineup. And, you know, Fred Van Vliet is your your shooting guard, kind of occupying his off-ball destiny. You move Gary Trent Jr. to the bench to be the sixth man he was born to be. Uh, at least this is my... I, I went through this last week when I kind of laid out my ideal Raptors offseason. You know, even if it's just, like, for fun to put Scotty Barnes as the point guard, I, I think running a lot of stuff through him is a good idea. Even just to get 
get him reps, right? Maybe he's not perfect at it right away in terms of running pick and roll and making the decisions and reads out of that, but why not see what he can do? He's 21. You know, if you can get him averaging like six, seven assists a game next year, like, I don't think that's nuts. And that would be, I think, a very nice A thing to help Pascal not have such a burden on him. Pascal can be a bit more of a scorer uh, or just have like a little bit more lane to work with when he's trying to score. And, you know, you kind of keep Fred from having to pound the ball into the ground a million times a game as well. So, yeah, pretty bullish on Scotty Barnes' playmaking upside considering, yeah, 39 games with four or more assists. I think that's probably higher than I might have uh, expected just based on watching the season. But, hey, man, it's uh, pretty damn impressive. Uh, we got a couple more here to get to before the next break. The Toronto Raptors to make the All-Star Game is our next one here. We're moving into now part two because this was a two-part episode back when we originally picked. Um, the over-under was set at 0.5. Both Sahal and I were uh, pessimistic about this. We both took the under. Vivek took the over. Of course, Fred Van Vliet makes the All-Star game, which means we're tied at sixes, baby. Six, six, six. Ha, wow. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think... Sean might go to hell just for that alone. <laughs> I just might. I just might. It, it would be fair. It would be fair. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Quick, I love uh, you, John. I'm kidding. It's it's fine. I I embarrass myself on this podcast every single day, and people keep on coming back for some reason. Uh, let's get to a quick rapid fire. I just want uh, you know, I guess a one word, and then you can give the names if you want as well. Uh, will the Raptors have more than one All Star next season? And uh, if so, who do you think that person or persons will be? Sahal, you first. Um. Yes, and I think it's going to be Pascal and Scotty. Woo, baby! That's my favorite way to answer this question. I agree. Yeah. I think that's it. Uh, Vivek, what about you? Uh, I would like that to be the answer. I think, I think Scotty would be like a fringe all-star I think sure. he would be right on the cusp, and that's where it's like you know injury replacements count. yeah but i I feel like you know that's where you know is he gonna lose out because of the popularity contest and people taking up a room like you know you expect uh james harden to just get in there uh by name we'd we'd have to see i feel uh, like everyone hates james harden now (laughs) right now yeah Yeah, maybe maybe that's true maybe that's true maybe you're right uh we'll have to see what Kyrie's status is and i think all those things uh how they play out and so um, yeah, I think he, he'll be on the fringe. I expect Pascal to be there, and I think uh, Scotty will be in the mix. He'll, he'll be in the conversations, which in, a, in and of itself would be a fantastic achievement. Well, so here's my theory. Uh, Raptors fans have a history of being very good at voting people in as starters, be it Pascal, be it Damar, be it Vince Carter, literally leading in votes multiple years in a row. Scotty Barnes is a very likable fellow. He's cool. He throws no-look passes. He does cool dunks. Everyone Uh, seems to like him. I could see a world in which Pascal is a coach's pick and Scotty gets voted in. Maybe not deservedly, but I could totally see a world in which the ballots get stuffed and a guy as popular and cool and gregarious as Scotty Barnes is voted in as like the third front court starter or something like that behind like Giannis and Embiid. Um just say it. I think that's on the table. But we can. Uh, I mean, if he's yeah. if he's beating out KD, <laughs> hey, because that's fair what enough. Was, right? 
Look, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's going to be hard to do. There's no doubt about that. But I'm just saying there is precedent for Raptors fans being maniacs when it comes to voting for all-star starters, especially when those players are quite popular. Uh, We're going to continue on and run through the final list of over-under picks. I've left it uh, tied at six going into the final, I think, eight questions we have left here because it's just more fun that way. Uh, So we got that coming up in just a second. We will crown a winner in the fifth annual Locked On Raptors over under Spectacular. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our friends over at betonline.net, who are the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, even next season's NFL futures, and... I'm going to talk to Bet Online about maybe getting a line for the Locked On Raptors over under Spectacular for next season, just to see if you can put some futures money down on me definitely losing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we continue on to round out the fifth annual Locked on Raptors over under Spectacular. The score is all tied up at sixes across the three of us with eight questions to go. Let's get into it. I feel like I should have some dramatic music playing right now, but I don't know how to bring dramatic music into the streaming site that we're using to play underneath, so we'll just have to deal with it. If one of you guys wants to lay a track, go nuts. Uh, (laughs) Let's go here. Players to score 30-plus points in a game. I set this line wonderfully. Uh, Hire me, Vegas, at 5.5. Of course, last year, the Raptors had 10 different players score 30 points, uh, including fellas like Jalen Harris. Shout out to the Scarborough Shooting Stars and Paul Watson. Uh, Less so this year in terms of a variety of 30-point scores. Plenty of guys who scored 30 this season or plenty of 30-point games in total, but just five different players uh, it was, of course, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. himself did it five times in a row in January and February. I took the over on this one. I was really close. Chris Boucher had 28 points in a game against the Sixers. Yuta Watanabe had 26 in that Boxing Day nightmare of a game. Uh, but I end up not getting the point here. You guys both get the point with the under. And uh, congrats to you both, I guess. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Chris Boucher, man. You can't get two more free throws to fall during that game against the Sixers. What the hell, dude? Um, Now we move to a really interesting one. 
Which player leads the Toronto Raptors in total dunks on the season? Uh, this one was, I believe, very close when we checked in around midway point of the season. And I believe Precious Achua was leading, so Sahal had the point in his pocket. However, it seems OG went on a bit of a dunk spree, even though he only played 43 games and didn't play a ton down the stretch. OG Ananobi actually ends up leading the Raptors with 55 dunks to Precious Achua's 48 uh, meaning that both Vivek and I, who picked OG, get the point for this one. And Sahal is skunked, baby. Uh, let's take a sec here to talk about dunks, shall we? Uh, Vivek, I'll go to you first. OG led the team in dunks. Which Raptors dunker makes you feel the most when they yam on someone? Like, do you have a favorite Raptors dunker? This is the more important question, I think. Aesthetically speaking, which Raptors dunker do you like the most? Man, that's a good question. Uh, Thank you. I, it's almost like I should host podcasts for a living. <laughs> uh, that's actually a good question, yeah. I, I'm coming to you too, Sahal, so you better think on this. I will probably go with uh, Scotty. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, usually it's coming off you know, some type of steal where maybe he's snatching the ball out of Kevin Durant's hands and he's going down the court and he's staring Kevin Durant in the face <laughs> and then throwing yeah. it down. <laughs> mm. And, uh, you know, that was that was the theme of the season, the look back. So uh, I think that is probably the, the move that gives me the most life. Uh, but Precious is up there, man. So some of his dunks are awesome. And especially mm -hmm. the blow-bys, like he had that one in the playoffs where he yeah. went right by Embiid uh, and threw it down. Like those ones are really fun. So if I had to power rank it, I'll probably go uh, Scotty one, uh, Precious <gasps> two. I'm sorry, you just heard me gasp in the middle of your. Uh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> you. Scotty one, Precious two. That's cool. I've made a mistake. I had the 2020-21 dunk chart up because basketball reference failed me here. Yes. So I need to now go and take a look at this year's, and boy, oh boy, was it close for the most dunks by a Toronto Raptor this season. I will tell you, there are four different players within five dunks of one another on this list. In the entire NBA, the Raptors have numbers 43, 44, 47, and 48 in total dunks. This is great. This is on, on the pod suspense. This is wonderful. Uh, so... In fourth on the Raptors was Scotty Barnes with 62 dunks, tied with OG Ananobi, also with 62 dunks. The top two Raptors in dunks per game were Chris Boucher and Precious Achua, tied with 67 dunks. So I don't know how to award the points here. I, I guess we give it to Sahal because he's tied for the lead. Maybe we give him a half point. Yeah. I'll give him the full point. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, Sahal actually takes the lead now. Eight points, seven and seven for both. Actually, I have six now because I didn't get OG. Uh, so it's eight for Sahal, seven for Vivek, six for Sean. This is big time drama because I'm incompetent. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just huge scenes here on the podcast. Sahal. I'll give it to you. Uh, I'm guessing Precious Achua is now your favorite dunker because he got you this point. Oh, uh, do you yeah. have another Raptors favorite dunker? What you got? <laughs> it's guys got to be Precious now. No. Uh, I mean, process of elimination. Scotty's a good choice because that little stare down, Vivek's right, that little stare down he does right before the dunk where he literally turns around, looks at you, and then proceeds oh, yeah. to dunk it. I, I love that. Uh, that's become Scotty's thing. Um, but Precious, 
Like he's just destroyed some people uh, this oh, season. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the dunk on on Yeka Okongwu in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a really good one on. I think it was Corey Kispert, or it might have been another. I think it was Corey Kispert um, mm-hmm. earlier on in the season. Just absolutely demolishes him. But the Atlanta one stands out for me. Like Okongwu's a great blocker, great rim protector, and he just destroyed him. So. Um, yeah, Precious to me has the ability to to dunk in a finesse way, or he can just obliterate you and turn you into dust. So, um, yeah, I definitely I'm gonna go with Precious. But if it was everything leading up to a dunk, best believe I'm gonna go Scotty Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I'd probably go Scotty too, just because I feel like everything Scotty does I enjoy more, just because he's a 20 year old sure. uh, wonderkind doing it, and that's very cool. And like. I don't know. It's hard to beat like a three dribble coast to coast dunk against the Magic in like your fourth career game. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Th- this is going to be a loaded. Ca- I mean, it was again so close between the four guys. This is going to be loaded going into next season as well. I would assume. And uh, all I'll say is, Pascal, get your dunk game up, dude. Uh, like you, you damn layups. I know they're effective and all, but dunk more and dunk more strongly. I've been saying this for like five seasons. My biggest issue with Pascal Siakam doesn't dunk mean enough. Just like rattle that rim, baby. Anyway, uh, we got a few questions left to go here. Eight points for Sahal, seven for Vivek, six for me. This has totally changed my pre-show calculation of who's going to win. So I don't even know who's going to win now. It's really exciting. Uh, We go now to the next one here on the uh, props list. More charges drawn. Fred Van Fleet plus Goran Dragic plus Gary Trent Jr. plus Malachi Flynn or Kyle Lowry. This is not even close. Those four Raptors guards combined all season to draw two charges, one by Fred, one by Trent. That's two. Uh, and Kyle drew 25 on his own. The Raptors as a team drew 34 charges all season long. Uh, I've said all the, uh, I've always said that the charge is not really basketball. Get it out of the NBA. I don't need any. Kyle's not on the Raptors anymore. We really shouldn't have charges. They're very dangerous plays, <laughs> I say. Uh, we now move to the next one here. Final offensive ranking. Uh, whoops, I just uh, ruined my sheet. All right, final offensive ranking. I set the over-under at 22.5. I was pretty pessimistic on the overall offensive output for the team. Uh, I took the under. I thought they were going to be worse than the 22nd-ranked offense in the league. You guys both took the over, meaning you both get the point there, and uh, that's a big one. And you guys also got, we also all got a point for taking the under on the charge thing, so that's helpful, too, for me as I continue to trail both of you. Uh, but, yeah, the final offensive rank for the Raptors was 15th. Uh, uh, they ended up and they flirted with top 10 for quite a long stretch of the season as well. We move on then to the final defensive ranking. This one, if there was like another week in the season, might have gone the way of both uh, Sahal and I. However, we set the over under at eight and a half. Uh, we both took the over Sahal, thinking they were going to be a eighth ranked defense or better. Vivek said they'd be ninth or worst, and they were in fact ninth in the NBA. So Vivek gets the point here. Tying up with Sahal at 10 points. I'm trailing behind in seventh, or with seven in third, and uh, I hate this game. Uh, <laughs> quick thoughts on the defense, uh, Vivek, from you. What would you say your sort of just inclination for next season going in? Like, if you had to pencil in, hey, they're going to finish blank place in defense, what would your guess be today? Uh, I think they can be a top five defense. I yeah. think... Uh, especially down the stretch, they were in the top five. Yeah, I, I, you know, you'd probably say top seven is safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a safe bet. 
but I think top five is definitely within the realm of possibility. The biggest thing with Nick Nurse's defensive schemes is just that time it takes to really understand what's going on and sure. uh, be adept at changing it up at any point in the game multiple times over. Um, and we saw that uh, in the start of the season, and that's part of why I went with you know them being worse uh, mm-hmm. than eighth because I felt that there was going to be a lot of growing pains and uh, a lot of figuring out stuff. And frankly, I thought they learned quicker than I expected. I thought the way they looked those first couple of months might carry on for a bit longer. Uh, yeah. And so to make the improvements that they did, um, and now you can kind of see the clarity in what the rotation is going to look like for next season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got to wait and see what happens with the mid-level exception. But mm-hmm. for the most part, you know what it's going to be. So based on that, I think they will come into next season, uh, you know, hot out the gate, and that'll be able to put them in a much better position defensively. Yeah, I think I, if I had to guess, I would say, like, based on the personnel, based on – I'm pretty sure Scotty's going to get better and kind of figure some things out, and I feel like he's going to be quite a weapon next season as opposed to often a liability this year. Uh, I, I think, like – fourth is that crazy like boston obviously is better the heat are incredible uh and after that like you could talk me into the raptors being the third best defense in the league i'll say fourth just to hedge it a little bit but i think they're going to be uh, a damn good defense next season uh let's go to the next one here regular season wins the over under was set at 36.5 uh we all took the over there was also a bonus point available if we got the right answer on the exact record i said 42 and 40 vivek said 43 and 39 sahal was the pessimist and said 41 and 41 they of course won 48 freaking games and blew it all to the water so we all get a point on that one no bonus points to go around sahal i'll ask a similar question to you if you had to guess right now what the Raptors' over/under win total in Vegas will be next season, where would you set it? I think the expectation is that because the Raptors' core is intact, mm-hmm. um, and then you have the surrounding peripheral guys who, um, I mean, they should be there. I mean, Chris Boucher is a question mark, but you have some other guys that may be coming back, and then you may see a completely refitted bench uh, for Toronto next season, depending on what happens. Um, but because that core is just their their floor is very good. You have Gary Trent, Fred, Pascal, Scotty, um, and then you have Precious, who's completely ascended into a very very good rotation player, borderline starter in this league. I'm going to be honest. Earlier on the season, he there was times where Precious did not look like an NBA player. Um, he mm-hmm. just looked completely out of whack. And the ascension has been incredible to watch. So because of that core being intact, um, that includes Precious, um, I'm going to say the win total has to be, I think, at a floor of maybe 45, 46 wins. Um, And that's the floor, in my opinion. It can just – I personally think they're just going to be right around that 50 mark again next season. But Mm -hmm. um, the floor has to be in the mid-40s. Yeah, I would say like Vegas is usually a little bit more conservative with this stuff. So I would say Vegas probably sets at like 43 and a half, 44 and a half. But mm-hmm. I would certainly take the over because that's what you do. You take the Raptors over and you're going to win yourself some free money, baby. Do it at betonline.net as well. Uh, all right, we're going to move on now to the second to last question here. Total games played by the Toronto Raptors this season. This was baking in play-in possibilities the postseason. I set the over-under at 83.5. We all took the over. They ended up playing 88 games, so we all get the point there. 
which means we go into the final question with a tie. 12 points for each of Sahal and Vivek. I have nine because I'm miserable at this stupid game. Uh, the final question is season-ending award winners, which encompasses all the major individual awards, all defense, all rookie, all NBA, coach of the year, etc., etc. I set the over for Raptors to win a end-of-season award at two and a half. The Raptors have rookie of the year Scotty Barnes, first-team all-rookie Scotty Barnes, and third-team all-NBA Pascal Siakam, meaning three major awards for the Raptors this season. I took the over, so I get the point. That doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. I'm just building up some suspense here. Vivek and Sahal took different things on this one. I should say that as well. Sahal took the under. Vivek took the over. Vivek, Jacob, congratulations. You are now a four-time champion of the Locked On Raptors over under spectacular. Confetti falls. Kazoo's go. Congratulations, Vivek. Please, you have the floor as Sahal licks his wounds and sits there in a heap. Please take it away with your victory speech. Hey, I'm glad uh, you guys showed up. <laughs> you know? oh, I'm glad we have this on video now. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we have over 2,000 subscribers mm-hmm. to witness this. Um, you know, gentlemen sweep. I think uh, Sahal thought at the start of the show that he had a chance, but uh, not to be. Uh, I'm going to need some more competition. We, we might need to introduce uh, relegation here or something. Oh, no, we're not doing that. You better stop, man. You better stop. I'm not going to the championship, man. No, I'm just moving into a commissioner's role, and uh, we'll bring Katie Heindel in to be the third contestant next year or something. I'm pissed, man. I, this is my game, and I haven't won it in five years. This is absurd. Four titles now for Big V. Oh, he is... Like he's like the the Boston Celtics of the 1960s, just beaten up on firemen and uh, people without any athletic ability whatsoever. Congratulations to you, the Bill Russell of over unders on this very very niche team specific podcast. Uh, Sahal, I don't. Do you have any last words? You can plug something if you want, but really, we both got to have our tails between our legs and uh, getting the hell out of here real quick. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I just. I mean, even if I had things to plug, I just, I can't, um, I mean, congratulations. What do you want me to say? (laughs) It hurts, man. This is a 4-1 series. So, uh, Vivek took it back home in game five and and won it. So I love how I'm just not even involved in this series. It's great. It's awesome. I'm very happy about this result. It's very Hey, Sean, you got to double digits this time. That's pretty good. Thanks. Really appreciate the patronizing. It's <laughs> making me feel awesome. Thank you. Wonderful. Cool. Oh, man. Uh, um, Vivek, do you have anything to plug? I don't, I don't know. Do you have anything you need to plug? Is it worth plugging anything? Nothing you achieve with someone reading your content is going to be as uh, illustrious as this honor. So do you got anything? I mean, I'm just going to say, if you do end up getting like that Locked On Raptors line at Bet Online, mm-hmm. I think that people know who to follow with the picks. I mean, they're not going to make any money on that. Like, it's like, right. you know, like the the one to one odds of winning. Like, what's even the point of betting on that? But <laughs> whatever. Uh, you know what sucks about this series the most? It's the fact that I believe in the was it the third year we did was it so the third year would be last year. There was a tiebreaker yeah. year. And yeah, there, there was a tiebreaker year. And I tried to give myself oh the championship, my gosh. and uh, that did not go over well with the fans. He's he's, he's won by two game winning <laughs> shots. I mean, it just it he is has. what it is. You just gotta lick your wounds and just move on. 
In Amen. fairness, too, I mean, I, I did add drama to it, but like you with did. the whole dunks thing. But at, you know, it's it still it, it, he, you win, you win. Congratulations, yeah. man. We're gonna wrap it there. Thank you for some tuning of us are one A guys, and some of us aren't. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Precious Achua couldn't even save me. Guys. I'm going <laughs> to mute Vivek now. See you, buddy. Bye. Uh, Sahal, this was fun, wasn't it? We had a great yes. time on the podcast. Uh, it was great chatting with you, my friend. Go Spurs. Man, you can kick rocks. Not even in Europe. Unbelievable. A garbage franchise, to be sure. Uh, with that, we're going to wrap things up. Thank you for tuning in to the fifth annual Locked on Raptors over under spectacular grand final. We'll do it all again in September once the season is ready to ramp back up, or I guess October. We'll figure that out, too. But thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you again on Thursday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. On that show, we'll be doing Mid-Level Madness, a fun little game I've concocted where Louis Zatzman's popping on, and we're going to drop a whole bunch of names of mid-level exception guys into a hat, and I'm just going to pull them out, and we're going to riff on them as we go through the show. It's going to be a great episode, and Vivek won't be on it, so it's going to be an amazing episode. (laughs) We will talk to you again very soon. I guess we can bring him back in to say goodbye. Uh, Have a good one everybody talk to you thursday bye-bye hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today 